Parents and guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. Well, 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 welcome back to another episode of Fearlessly Parenting. Today, we're back with my guest host, Dr. Shirag Sebastian. Dr. Sebastian is the founder of Sebastian Academic Consulting and one of the world's foremost experts on medical school admissions, college admissions, and graduate school admissions. For nearly 20 years, he and his team have helped thousands of students get into medical school and top colleges using his systematic and proprietary approach. So without any further ado, here's the good doctor himself, Dr. Shirag Sebastian. So Doc, pause here for a moment and do a little segue, then come back, because you brought up something uh, that, you know, Teens and uh, preteens, they have to start preparing themselves. They have to start creating good habits. I'm a big believer that uh, it, it starts with the parent mm-hmm. and parental leadership, being able to lead yourself and have your child or your teen watch you lead mm-hmm. yourself, which means you got to invest in yourself so that you could grow your own personal leadership so you can pour that into your child. So that your child can set good habits, that they have a good role model to follow after. So it's not just on the kids, Doc, is it? Or 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 is this a combination of both child, preteen, and teen, as well as their parents and guardians? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, you know, I'm the parent of a of a three and a half year old and a second on the way. So oh, congratulations. You know, Lord help me. Thank you. Um, you know, we, we've, we're busy. We've got a lot on our hands. But I think about this a lot, you know, not only in the context of my, my own son, um, but also in the students that we support, because it, it is the case. I mean, there are a few things. I think that there are issues where expectations are not aligned. Sometimes parents want it more than the kids. And mm-hmm. I think that leads to a problem. So helping students, you know, develop their own intrinsic motivations and assisting them with going down the paths that they're really excited about. Because sometimes when parents try to fit a square peg into a round hole, it doesn't quite work out. Oftentimes, the students will demonstrate incredible interest in a certain area. And then parents say, yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's a nice hobby. But do this other thing instead. I'm like, wait, like, I think we're discouraging kids from, you know, doubling down on where they're going to put forth their best effort and probably achieving at a higher level because of it. So that's number one. The other thing is, yes, as a, you know, as, as a kid, you know, reinforcing, what are you praising? Uh, what are you, you know, what are you ignoring? What are the problematic behaviors that you're ignoring? Because a lot of times too, when a parent has a kid who, you know, isn't acting the way they're hoping and all that kind of stuff, they're getting attention for the negative behaviors. And so a kid learns, Hey, if I do X, I get attention rather than praising what we want to see and ignoring the other stuff. Right. And so that's something that I, yep. That's something that I, you know, think about a lot as well. And so making sure that you're, you're doing that, but then also, you know, the way kids watch us, they, you know, they listen to the way we speak, the words we use, they listen to the tone that we use. Um, they, they behave the way we be, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so not to, you know, not to scare anyone, but we're being watched at all times. And it's incumbent upon us about parents to not only communicate the expectations, but to behave in a way that we would be proud to see our kids behave. Yes, and, they are mobile little surveillance oh, yeah. uh, systems, and, and you do have to watch them. Doc, you, you remind me of something. 
it, it is so critical, Paris, that you hear the good doctor all this. You get more of what you praise than, than what you criticize. I, I'm part of a mentorship program called Royal Rangers Christian Mentorship, and uh, I came up to a young man. He did a good job. He did what I told him to do, and he did it very well. And so I told him, I said, hey, you, you did an excellent job. Your problem is, is that you don't believe in yourself. See, I believe mm. in you, and I went ahead and gave you that job because I believe in you, and then you went and did a good job of it. You just need to believe in yourself. But for right now, know that I believe in you. And, and to watch his whole face and body, you know, he stood more erect. Uh, it's like, oh, what else can I do? You know, praise is powerful, but it has to be substantive. All right. Well, Doc, speak about things being substantive, okay? Let's talk about exactly what is it that uh, a preteen or teen, what should they be taking in school? How should they be preparing uh, for med school or college? Mm -hmm. Sure. So on the preparation for college, I think, is something we should talk about first because that's again the foundation for for future medical school. Now, okay. to be clear, you don't have to know everything when you're a 13 year old. You don't have to know necessarily that you're going to go into medical school. You can major in anything in college. You can decide once you're in college. That's all good. What I'm, but what I'm saying is, I think that the the habits I'd like to see are as follows for students. Number one is challenge yourself, especially in academic areas that especially interest you. So it's not imperative that you take every, the hard, every single hard course that your school offers and all that kind of stuff. So if there are certain areas that are especially interesting to you, double down on those. And the others, you know, challenge yourself appropriately, but really go deep in the areas that you enjoy academically. Play to your strengths. The other, and then the advice is the same for extracurriculars. Like I said earlier, I see too many people who, you know, they run track president of the yearbook club, member of the French club, um, you know, do like a little bit of community service over the summer during the school year. They don't do it or whatever. I'd rather see students go all in on a couple of things rather than do a lot of little things at a very shallow level. And I think this whole like well-rounded idea started years ago when it used to work, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when you're well-rounded, you used to have success. But what ended up happening is that colleges became uh, almost, you know, immune to this, or they're sort of like, okay, I see a lot of kids who are well-rounded, who've done a lot of things, but they're not standing out in any meaningful way. And that's Mm -hmm. a big problem. And so they started looking for specialists. So doubling down, because think about it, Stan, when you want, you know, when you want uh, a great loaf of bread, you go to a bakery that specializes in that. You don't go to the guy who fixes shoes hoping that he also (laughs) bakes bread. That would be weird. But it's the same thing here, right? When a college is looking to recruit best of the best in X category, they're going to look for someone who's specialized in that. So get really clear early on, like I said, what populations do I want to serve and what problems do I want to solve? That can look very different. Uh, You know, I've had students who, you know, design... Uh, hearing assistance, you know, devices for for others because the population they want to serve is, you know, people who are hearing impaired and the problem they want to solve is helping them hear better. I have other students who, you know, have worked, um, you know, in 
pediatric hospitals developing art kits and other recreational tools because the problem they want to solve was making sure to help people who are in the you know cancer ward to feel distracted and to still enjoy their time and whatever the case might be and so that was the problem so it can range however you want to do things some people want to just be in a lab and produce research that's great too but doubling down on an area you really love is going to pay extreme dividends for you i like that because what you're talking about is people they're involved with so many things it's like you said it's shallow Mm -hmm. it's a very 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 shallow but when you specialize, you also show that you're able to persevere over time. Yep. That you could be relied on because they can look over here and say, okay, hey, in high school, this person was in bed. And they really excelled at being in bed. And then they became an officer mm-hmm. in the band. It did several different things there. So, you know, colleges can look at that. Businesses can look at that, too, and say, this is a person who has some stickability, but they get involved with something. Mm-hmm. They see it through the end. If we're sort of here and there and here and there, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times we may not see things through. And then when we face something that if we're going to be good in it, and we're talking about this being our career, uh, they haven't really stuck with anything. Agreed. <laughs> so that, that that's, that's not very helpful to them. Doc, Earlier, you said that people can focus on a certain population, and you mentioned a couple of things, uh, helping people with their hearing, uh, helping the er- elderly. Let's let's build upon that a little bit more. Uh, what are some of the things and some of the populations that uh, these teens and preteens, when they uh, as they're going through the process and getting ready to go to medical school and, and getting ready and, and coming out of it, what are the various different areas that they can serve in, the populations they can serve? Sure. So I want people to interpret the word population however they see fit, right? So okay. I can, all right, so I'll give you a bunch of examples. Um, the population I want to serve might mean I want to help, I'm Armenian, so I'll just you know use my example. I want to serve the Armenian American community in Los Angeles, where I grew up. That that could be the population. I could also define population as kids with autism. I can also I um, heart right there. I have an autistic set. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. And and so you can also define it as, um, you know, the elderly Mexican population in my hometown of Houston, Texas. So I can, and, and or I can say the, you know, the hard of hearing community, whatever the case might be, I can define how I want. I can even get more granular. I can say um, Armenian Americans with autism. I can get more specific. So as specific or as broad as you want to define it, that is totally fine. And then the reason I always try to key in on what problems you want to solve is because that's going to determine the course we take. So let's take this example of, you know, helping Armenian kids with autism in LA County right? So if I said the problem I want to solve is reducing the stigma around autism spectrum disorder in the Armenian community, I'm going to do a very different thing. You know, I I might set up informational sessions, you know, provide access to care providers who speak that language and who have that cultural background, whatever the case, there there are a lot of things I would do. Now, if um, if I wanted to do 
research or maybe the problem I want to solve was, you know, changing, uh, you know, insurance policies to, you know, cover, I guess, the services that that community needs. I might work in policy or do an internship, okay. Um, okay. you know, where I'm going to work on revising some of those policies, working with my state assemblyman or whatever the case might be. I might also say, well, I want to assist people with early identification and prevention. Well, then I might join a research lab and develop the tools that these kids would need to, you know, be identified earlier and receive intervention earlier. So getting very clear on the population I want to serve and the problem I want to solve gives me direction. Unfortunately, what some people do, Stan, is I want to get into a good school. This one other kid got into a good school. This is what they did. I'm going to do that too. Well, that doesn't really help. Or if you say, I want to do service, it doesn't provide anything. That's like saying, Stan, I'm hungry. What should I eat today? You're going to be like, I don't know. What do you like? What do you not like? You know, what did you eat last night? What are you trying to avoid? You know, any diet? You're going to ask questions to get clarity around what to recommend. That's the same thing. And so that's how you develop clarity by answering some of these questions and developing some constraints around it. You know, Doc, uh, with the parents that I coach, some of the people I talk to, I I try to get them to understand what their why. And that's what I hear you talking about here. You got to understand what your why is. The area and the population that you want to help, okay, that's your why. And once you know what your why is, you're you're better suited to stick it through all the way and do what you need to do because when you know why you're for something, if you know what your why is, it's hard to move you off of it. And there's going to be some rough times. There are going to be some times when things don't go so well, but when you know your why, and it sounds like when you know the population that you want to serve and why you want to serve it, that helps channel you Mm-hmm. Or the things you need to take and the things that you need to do and better chance for opportunities to open up to help you live out your dream. Absolutely. Well, Doc, I, I really do appreciate this. Uh, I, I tell you again, I've, I've talked to other uh, guest hosts about college, but you have uh, taken this to a whole different level. And moms and dads, I want to highly encourage you to go to the Good Doctor's website. There are links there. He has information for you. He would love to talk to you about helping your your preteen, your team prepare for college and then med school. uh, It's not too late to start, but starting earlier helps. Isn't that right, Doc? And like like with most things in life, Stan, yes, absolutely. Yeah, get get started uh you know get off the mark get out of your comfort zone get your child out of their comfort zone and go to the good doctor site well moms and dads uh that's the end of this episode hey doc i really appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule to be on my podcast here today this was a pleasure stan thank you as well And moms and dads, one more time, please go to the podcast description where you go to find links to the Good Doctors website. You're going to be happy that you did. It's going to help a lot, particularly as we move through the rest of the school year. And uh, you can start doing things now to prepare them 
for next fall in, in a public school, private school, so that they could go on to college. Well, moms and dads, as I always say, I want to challenge you to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless. Hey, moms, dads, guardians, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast interview. Please check out the podcast description because within that description, you're going to find complimentary parental resources that will help you become the best version of yourself, along with links to my guest host website and any service or book that they may have. So until the next time, God bless.